It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 26, 2021. My name is Philip Ross, I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, We'll talk about the Michael Carter-Williams injury and the impact that will have on the Orlando Magic. Plus, a look at Franz Wagner and what he brought, brought, brought to the table at Summer League. And then finally, we'll close the show talking about sort of the expectations, uh, setting the table a little bit for some of the expectations that are being set for the Magic uh, and why people still think they have a very bright future. Should be some pretty obvious stuff there. So we'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I don't remind you all, you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. By searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the NBA with, the, with exceptional detail, or covering the Orlando Magic with exceptional detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on, I don't know, who, whoever you want in the NBA? Want the lowdown on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Jacksonville Jaguars, now that they've named Trevor Lawrence their starting quarterback? You can check out Locked on Bucks or Locked on Jaguars. It's Bucks, B-U-C-S, not to be confused with Locked on Bucks, B-U-C-K-S. Two very different podcasts. Um, Both world champions, ironically. Um, No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there's a Locked on Podcast for you. Search for every download podcast for Locked on any team you're looking for. The Locked on Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Get into the habit too to check out the Locked on NBA Podcast on Thursdays. It's Jackson Gatlin and Matt Moore with game recaps and analysis of the biggest NBA headlines. Follow the Locked On Today podcast, Locked On NBA podcast, excuse me, today, wherever you get podcasts. Um, since I took the day off Wednesday, um, I did do a Spotify green room that did not record um, for me, so we're, we got this podcast here. But um, since we last spoke, um, the Orlando Magic released some interesting news or some news that, got, that was very easy to slip under the radar, but I don't want it to. Um, Michael Carter-Williams will miss the beginning of the season. Uh, The team announced that Michael Carter-Williams underwent successful surgery to remove bone fragments and repair uh, ligaments in his ankle to his left, or ligament damage in his left ankle. Um, He is expected to make a full recovery, um, but he will miss uh, certainly training camp and probably a little bit of the beginning of the season. Uh, His return will be determined by how he responds to treatment and rehab. Um, You know, Michael Carter-Williams, you know, I'm a big fan of Michael Carter-Williams. I'm a big proponent of Michael Carter-Williams. Um, I think you need him in small doses. I don't think you need to start him. So this isn't like the Magic are losing some key piece. You know, we're not talking about Jonathan Isaac taking a step back or Markel Fultz taking a step back, knocking on wood that that does not happen. Uh, both Markel and Jonathan Isaac are with several teammates up in Charleston. They had a lake day. Everyone looked like they were having a good time uh, with the videos that Cole and Cole Anthony and RJ Hampton shared. Um... We're not talking about a player that's a very big part of the team. Um, we're not even talking about a player that we're sure is going to be part of the regular rotation. When you break down the rotation for the Orlando Magic, Michael Carter-Williams is the third-string shooting guard, or third-string whatever you want him to be. 
Um, if anything, he's probably going to get the most minutes at small forward where the Magic are just a little bit uh, shorthanded right now with small forward wings. But to me, Michael Carter-Williams is not about his stats. He averaged about eight points per game, shot a 41% effective field goal percentage, four and a half rebounds, 4.2, 4.3 assists, somewhere in there. So, you know, a solid player, but not anything you're writing home about. Um, you know, again, I don't think anyone's losing sleep that Michael Carter-Williams isn't on the team, but maybe it should cause them to stir a little bit. The bottom line uh, with, with this Orlando Magic team, with how young they are, they need veteran players. They need guys who've been around the block. They need guys who know what they're doing, and especially with such a young roster, with a new coaching staff, with all that going on. The Magic need guys who just know what they're doing. And that's Michael Carter-Williams. That's exactly who Michael Carter-Williams is. He's someone that just knows what he's doing. Um, and, and obviously, you look at his defensive impact, you look at kind of the edge he brings the team, He's a guy that pushes others to be better. When the Orlando Magic signed Michael Carter-Williams in 2019 to complete their playoff run, he only played, I think, like 10 games with the team to end that season. But it felt like he was there forever. And he immediately endeared himself to fans because he was willing to mix it up. He was willing to give the team a little bit of an edge. He got after players defensively. He just added a little extra boost of energy to this team. Now, again... That's something this Magic team needs. They have a lot of nice guys. They have a lot of guys who are just genuinely good people and hard workers, but they need someone that's maybe not afraid to get into a little bit of a scrum or, or to, 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 you know, they need someone who's going to be a little bit of an enforcer. And Michael Carter-Williams is a little bit of that. Not only that, he helps set the tone defensively. And so Michael Carter-Williams' role on this team coming up this year might be small. It may not be the biggest thing in the world. The Magic may not be losing a ton of statistical production, but if Michael Carter-Williams has to miss six in a time, that is a defender that they're missing, a really strong defender that they're missing, um, and someone who's going to be uh, able to mix things up and, and get guys to, get be- to, to be better in, in that department and just be tough. I mean, again, that is one of the things that Jamal Mosley said he wants his defense to be. He wants his defense to be tough, so we're going to hold him to that. More than that, though, this beginning stage, this training camp stage, is going to require a lot of buy-in. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of struggle in the early part of the season. We've talked about how difficult the early part of the schedule is. Tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to dive even deeper into those first two months and explain why those first two months of the season are going to be so tough. It, it, I'm literally calling the time from Thanksgiving to Christmas the gauntlet. I, I really do believe it is one of the toughest stretches um, of, uh, of any schedule I've ever seen the Magic have. It is really, really difficult. Having, having veterans to kind of carry the team through that and keep, that, keep the young players especially believing in what the coach is saying, saying, hey, we're going through a rough patch right now. Stick with it. We'll get through it. That will help this team immeasurably. What the Magic are really going to miss from not having Michael Carter-Williams for this early part of the season is that veteran leadership, that veteran presence. Because if Michael Carter-Williams and Gary Harris and Terrence Ross uh, and Robin Lopez, if they all buy into what Jamal Mosley's saying and kind of reinforce the things that he's teaching, then the Magic are going to be in good shape. If they all see that what Mosley's doing is working and they echo... You know, again, not his voice per se, but they echo what he's preaching to the young guys. That's going to make them better. And that's really, really important, especially in training camp. 
there's going to be a lot of skepticism. I mean, my, Jamal Mosley has a good reputation. It's not like he's some completely new coach, but this is a new guy. He's got to build credibility with everyone, and he's got to build credibility with the veterans first. Getting buy-in from the veterans will lead to the young guys buying in too. It will lead to the young guys feeling like, hey, the veterans believe this can work. We've got to believe that this is, this can work. We've got to we've got to you know be all all in on this too. And so, not having Michael Carter Williams, who is very much a player that I think fits the kind of things that Jamal Mosley wants to preach. Again, the defensive stuff, especially Michael Carter Williams, embodies that defense. Not having him there, I think, is going to be a really big effect for this team, just psychologically. You want a guy like Michael Carter Williams, who's very popular with his teammates. You want him in everyone's ears. You want him telling young guys, hey, this is the right thing to do. This is the way to do things. This is how we're going to do things. You want him doing that. And it's a lot easier for him to do that when he's on the floor doing the work with you. Again, I think Mosley's going to build a lot of credibility early on by being on the floor with so many players. I don't think that player development part of his brain is going to go away just because he's the head coach. He's going to get on the floor with his players. We saw that in summer league. He's going to be doing drills that he's going to be saying, we're going to do this drill and I'm going to join you. Um, you know That buy-in, I think, really helps with young players, but the veterans are ultimately the guys that are going to teach this team the right things to do. I mean, I go back and look at some of the early rebuild. You could tell when veterans checked out, and when veterans checked out, the rest of the team followed. The rest of the team kind of checked out. And again, there's some good veterans. Like The Magic had some good veteran players. Jameer Nelson, great veteran. Aaron Aflalo, great veteran. Channing Frye is a solid veteran player. But when, when those guys checked out, you could tell... There were there was some trouble, it, it, not nece- not necessarily trouble as in as in fighting, but trouble as in they're not invested in what this team is doing, and the younger players take their cues from the veteran players. Again, Michael Carter Williams is a great teammate by all accounts. He's extremely popular. He's in everyone's ear. He's being a good leader and a good guide for all these players. You know, him and DJ Augustine were were great at that point guard spot. Um, not having him there for training camp or not having him on the floor for training camp, I think that's going to hurt this team a little bit. Um, again, we're not talking about a guy who's going to play a lot of minutes. Michael Carter-Williams' minutes are going to be spot minutes. Um, I think, again, Mosley would probably kind of drop him in if he needed a little energy kick, if he needed a little energy boost, if he needed a little consistency. Um, would not surprise me. We saw that even last year. like When, when the Magic lost Carter-Williams after the trade deadline, their defense went away. Carter-Williams was a big reason why they beat the Clippers. Big reason why they beat the Bulls. He's a winning player. He's a guy that's going to help wins. And it may end up that the Magic, you know, Carter Williams in the last year of his contract, it may end up that the Magic let Carter Williams go and go play with a contending team at the end of the season. I'm not saying that he's part of the future or anything, but for this stage, the Magic need their veterans to buy in. And so not having Carter Williams, I think, is going to have a major effect on the team. We'll shift gears, though, to one of those young guys and talk about Franz Wagner. What was kind of hidden? about what he showed in Summer League that you didn't necessarily see in the stats. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we got to say a quick word from our pals at Sweat Block. Look, I live in Florida. It is hot. It is late August. It's, the heat is not going away. Um, probably won't see the heat go away till October. And even then, the heat will just be coming back into town because that's what the heat do. And no one likes the heat. Nobody likes the heat. I'm just going to say that again. Nobody likes the heat. Yeah, yeah, I said it. Nobody likes the heat. Deal with it. Um, but the only, the, the worst thing about the heat, though, and the humidity that we face here in Central Florida is the sweat. 
seems like the moment you step outside, you are drenched in sweat. And if you're someone that sweats really bad, especially, it can be a huge, huge problem. No matter what you're trying to do in your day, whether you're off to work, whether you're going out on a date, whether you're just trying to go about the town and get some errands done. You don't want those embarrassing sweat stains. You don't want that embarrassing sweat all over you. And that's where sweat block helps the most. Sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed the next morning, wake up, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat guarantee. If it works in Florida, it'll work anywhere. I know this sounds too good to be true, but you literally only have to use sweat block once or twice a week and it keeps you dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. It's like it isn't even there. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Again, that's 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Direct TV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Oh, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. So, you know, we've spent a lot of time talking about Jalen Suggs, and we've been really, really, really excited about Jalen Suggs, and there's good reason for that. Why wouldn't we be excited about Jalen Suggs? He's fantastic. He, he was, had such a great summer league, fell into the Magic's laps. Everyone's super excited. There's been significantly less talk, though, about Franz Wagner, and some of that is he didn't have the greatest um, summer league in the world. Eight points per game, 3.8 rebounds per game, one assist, 1.2 steals per game, just shooting two of 13 from beyond the arc, only 44.8% of the shots. So it's not the greatest showing for Franz Wagner. And some of that was certainly early on, he looked nervous. That first game, especially against the Golden State Warriors, he looked a little bit nervous. Um, I would say that there was definitely a bit of fatigue. It was his first, it was his and several players' first time playing um, five on five organized basketball since the. Uh, since the NCAA tournament ended in March, you could tell there was a little bit of rust there, get, just getting a little bit of timing down. And, you know, my personal suspicion is the Magic ran a more traditional training camp style practice and went really hard. And you could tell in the games that they were just a little bit tired, that their, their shots were coming short. And Wagner, certainly not afraid to shoot the ball, shot plenty in his in his appearances in his four games. Uh, but, uh, but certainly a lot of his shots were coming up short. And that would certainly suggest some fatigue or maybe just still getting used to that three-point line. And in any case, Wagner did not stand out necessarily in the way that um, you hoped he would or stand out statistically in any meaningful way. Um, that's all fine. At Summer League, you just want to see if they, they can kind of function on NBA court. And I do think Wagner was able to do that. I thought Wagner got better as the week went on. I thought that he played uh, significantly better um, 
uh, every single game, he got better. And if that's the ultimate goal, he got better with every game that he played. Obviously, the three-point shooting is going to be a huge issue. He, it's something that he has to do to stay on the floor. The Magic desperately need three-point shooting. But Wagner really showed his value elsewhere. I would point you to go back and look at some of the tape from those games. Um, he made some very good passes that teammates just missed. Or, um, you know, he made a lot of good plays where you could see his basketball IQ on display. And that's that's really one of the big reasons the Magic drafted him is they felt that he had a really high basketball IQ, that he could fit sort of into any space that the Magic needed him to fit into. Uh, Wagner was impressive on that front. You could see it in the way that he was cutting too, especially later on in the week. His cuts became more purposeful, more confident. The team was able to get him the ball in, in good spots, and he was able to really draw the defense in with his ability to cut and move off the ball. Again, his three-point shooting is going to unlock a, unlock a lot of things as well. Defensively, he was usually in the right spots. He usually did a good job kind of keeping his man in front of him or putting his man in spots where he wanted them to. Got out-muscled a little bit. That first game, especially Jonathan Kuminga, just kind of manhandled him a little bit. Um, but even against Evan Mobley, I thought he could be a little bit more physical physical against Evan Mobley in the game against the Cavaliers. Um, but largely did a good job kind of keeping him off his spots, pushing him a little bit further out than he wanted to be, uh, and forced him, you know, while Mobley, I think, still played really well, forced him into difficult shots and shots further away from the basket. So Wagner did do good things. The question is, of course, can he put all those things together? Can the jumper come around? Will he be able to physically match up defensively? Will he be able to cut and move within this offense? And yeah, can he hit shots from the outside? Wagner's poise, though, Wagner's ability to get better as the, as the week went on, though, are positive signs. Um, you know, again, did he have the greatest summer league in the world? No. Certainly didn't stand out in the same way that Jalen Suggs did, um, and certainly struggled, struggled in a way that some of his peers also did. Um, you go, go back and look at some of those box scores, and uh, there was a lot of struggle among rookies, believe it or not, at summer league. In summer league, those you know, field goal percentages usually drop anyway. Um, but Wagner showed a lot of poise and maturity. Um, and again, that, those were some of the things that the Magic really wanted and one of the reasons why people felt that Wagner was a potential high draft pick and certainly became a top 10 pick in the process. Wagner, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where Wagner fits in with this team. Um, I think he's going to be part of the forward rotation to play the three or the four with Jonathan Isaac and Chumo Kiki. He's going to play. That's that's not a question. Um, not likely to start. Um, and, you know, I, I think Chumo Kiki is certainly better than him at this point. Um, and I think Chumo Kiki projects to be better than him at this point. Is just a little bit more of an offensive creator, um, more for himself than anything else. But um, Wagner, though, is going to have value. I think the Magic will use him in the high post as, a, as kind of the same way that Nikol, they used Nikola Vucevic um, as, as a passer. I think he'll be used a lot as a cutter, especially as a screener, um, able to find pockets in the defense. And again, his success in his rookie year is going to come down to whether he makes a shot. Overall, you know, I would give him a B for his summer league. There's definitely some signs of signs for concern. His defense was maybe not as good as advertised, although still pretty solid. Um, his shooting was definitely a major concern. It was a, a little bit of a concern coming into camp as well. Um, but the Magic have to feel like Wagner is someone that they can work with and someone that they can build some type of role for. So I think there were some good signs, certainly from Franz Wagner over the course of Summer League. We'll talk a little bit about the expectations coming from the outside for the Orlando Magic, the latest kind of odds that are coming in, uh, and what they say about the Magic, and what people are saying about the Magic 
as they get ready for training camp in about a month. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, um, you know, you've heard me talk about Built Bar plenty of times here on the program. I've told you this a million times. I'm not a protein bar person. You know, I work out, you know, I, I hit the bike maybe every for, for 30 minutes every day. I, I'm not looking for those big, you know, whey protein jugs or those protein bars that you see at the convenience store that, you know, don't taste great. You know they don't taste great. And they're like 300 calories or essentially meals at, at that point. I'm not looking for a, th- a fourth meal. I'm looking for a snack to give me the energy boost um, to get back to work after a workout or to get through the rest of my day. And that's why, you know, I've really taken to Built Bar. Not only does it taste great, when it says cookies and cream, it tastes like cookies and cream. It's really good. I love the cookies and cream. The German chocolate is really good. I'm not even a big strawberry fan. The strawberry is really good too. The flavors that they have taste like what they say they they are. Plus, it's chocolate. Who doesn't love chocolate? But not only that, it is really healthy for you. It gives you the protein boost you need. The macros are 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories, so you're not breaking your calorie bank. You're getting essentially a boost, a, a, a supplement, not a meal replacement. Only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Carbs, Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, so all the gold medals that the U.S. track and field team won were powered by Built Bar. Be powered by the same thing too. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Bet Online. It's that time of year again. All eyes now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus using the promo code Locked On. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo, which means if you make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys, if you lose, their wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Now that the schedule's out, uh, the, the seasons, the off season's really starting to slow down, and, and so uh, we're, we're starting to see everyone like, kind of take stock of what's happened this off season and look ahead to this 2022 season. Um, we're obviously a month away from training camp. Training camp, I believe, is scheduled to begin September 27th. So we're really, really, really close to training camp beginning. We'll, we'll begin doing player profiles and player uh, previews uh, after Labor Day. That's kind of our unofficial beginning of really thinking about the 2022 season, but we've begun to see kind of these evaluations of the offseason. And there's two general thoughts that have begun to emerge about the Orlando Magic, and they shouldn't be super surprising. The first thought is the Magic did a good job in the offseason. Well, a lot of that is because they drafted Jalen Suggs, who everybody loves. Um, There are every single review that I've seen from national media I have said Jalen Suggs is the exact guy 
that the Magic need to kickstart this rebuild, to really build a foundation for this rebuild. Um, and so the Magic have their guy. Um, again, you know, am I might sold that Jalen Suggs is a number one guy. Not quite yet. I think he's very, very good. I was very, very impressed with him in Summer League. I think he will be a really good player. I think he will be so valuable for this team moving forward. So I think that Jalen Suggs will be everything this team could imagine and more. So no one's upset about the Magic getting Jalen Suggs. Nobody's upset with that pick. And everyone thinks it's a really good pick. But there's this also this other current, and it's one that is also painfully obvious. The Magic are not going to be good next year. You look at every single prediction, the Magic are near the bottom. ESPN's power rankings have the Magic 28th, ahead of only the Houston Rockets and Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, WinBet's um, future odds have the Magic with the worst odds to win the title at 500 to 1. Bet Online's early over under has the Magic at 23 and a half wins, the worst in the Eastern Conference, and ahead of only the Oklahoma City Thunder on that list. Um, I think I would take the over. I think they'll probably hit 25, 26, maybe 27 wins. Um, but I'm also an optimist, so you know, go go figure. No one's expecting the Magic to be in the playoff conversation. No one's expecting the Magic to do much of anything except be back in the deep lottery and have a shot at getting the number one pick again next year. And if that's the case, then yes, the Magic are well on their way to building a strong foundation. Um, again, I will continue to beat the drum that winning is important. It is an important part of player development. It is not something that should be neglected, um, especially that end of the season run. The Magic will have the chance to pick up a lot of wins, and hey, if they're within striking distance by the time they get to the end of the, that last quarter of the season, the Magic will have a chance of making a run to the playoffs. Um, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. No team should ever go into the season believing that they don't have a shot at making the playoffs, especially with the play-in tournament, especially in the Eastern Conference. We'll we'll dive into more predictions about uh, an outlook of what the playoff picture might look like and where the Magic might have to be um, a little bit closer to the season. The bottom line, though, is there are these two seemingly conflicting currents. The Magic did a really good job this offseason, and the Magic are going to be as bad record-wise as they were last year. But no one seems to think that these two currents contradict each other. In fact, most people think that these currents are fine for now. This is the first year of a rebuild, after all. This is the first year of the team resetting itself. And there's always going to be lumps. It is super young. They're super inconsistent. They're working two starters back from injury. It's going to be a rough ride in the 2022 season. But that does, mean, that does not mean the Magic are not on the right track. I've said this before. I will say it again. I will dedicate a whole podcast to what the goals are and how to measure those goals this season. This season will not be measured on wins and losses. This season is not about how many games the Magic win. It is about how they develop and whether we can see the outlines of what this team will look like when they are ready to compete for the playoffs once again. That will be vital for this team and vital for this team moving forward. Um, That's really what we're going to measure this team on. We'll get into maybe more specific of what that looks like. I have some ideas of what I think that looks like, um, which I'm sure I've shared and we'll talk about again later. The Magic have their work cut out for them. The Magic are going to be a team that struggles and is going to be looking for positive signs elsewhere. But the hope is, and the belief is, the Magic will have this foundation set. The Magic will have the the groupings or or will have the the pieces in place to begin rebuilding again, to begin growing growing out And really, this year is about figuring out which of those players fits this overall grander vision, this bigger vision 
that the Magic have. And again, this is just the first step. It doesn't have to be a completed picture at this point. So records are not going to matter. The Magic are on the right track. And whether the Magic are still on the right track will determine will be determined by the internal player development, how the Magic look, what the Magic seem to be turning into, and then again, how the Magic add to those pieces, what they do in the draft in 2022, what they do with trades, what they do with free agency, how they use their cap room, how they use the assets at their disposal to support the team and begin making that climb up. Again, the Magic shouldn't just accept that they're going to get a high lottery pick. And certainly, they, I don't think they would mind having it. But they need to be thinking about how do we start building up after this season and into next season as well. That's really the current that's going on with the Magic right now. This is a team that is rebuilding, so they're going to struggle with their record, but they are on the right track. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. You can find me again on Twitter at R underscore MD. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Don't forget to check out the Locked On Today podcast. You can get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Frost and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.